the son of Leon Caldero saying hey listen I'll be your zaddy your sweet sugar daddy that's him not me greetings and salutations one and all welcome to the night shift of DJ Kevin Stew it's real talk night I say big up to each and everyone locked in right now. Those on tune and radio, much love to you. Big ups to you. Those on the, the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Yeah, that's the channel name. Those who are locked in on the foundation radio network, ClintonLindsay.com, much love to you. Big up Mr. Lindsay. Mr. Fleet of Foot. Lightfoot himself. Should I start calling him Twinkle Toes? What is it? Big up to those who are locked in out of New Jersey. On NIE Radio, chilling with New Jersey's finest, the Motivator. Remember, you can catch the Motivator on uh, Thursdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, and Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern. So Thursdays is Double Trouble Thursday. Saturdays is motivation Saturdays. You want to check him out? You can link Mr. Lindsay on the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com, every day at noon. Big up to the crew to New York, Long Island, New York to be specific. Reggae Pulse Radio. The Atomic Force crew. DJ Buck Buck Much love to you bro Big up to those who are locked in on PEMGTV.com Big shout out to the massive locked in on Facebook Live. Those locked in on Clubhouse, bubbling in the stew pot. Those on Zeno FM, also in the stew pot. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Remember, those of you on Clubhouse and Facebook Live, it's only a segment broadcast. I don't want you getting too comfortable, you know. Come on over to KevinStew.com. Just to let you know, the stew pot is bubbling once again. And those of you wondering what the stew pot is, it's what others call a chat room. So come on over to KevinStew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. Home of the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew and bubble up and simmer down in the stew pot. Be interactive. Add some spice to the broadcast by being a member in the stew pot. It's what others call a chat room because of fancy on kevinstew.com. It's the stew pot. You can remain an- anonymous if you wish. You can give your name. I just want you to participate and communicate. 
I want to say thank you to my sponsors. Segment sponsors, to be specific. Uh, Policy Media Group and being in a moment is priceless. Go ahead and get them a call. They handle your videos, your photos, your streaming, your ads. They do everything you see here on KevinStew.com, including hosting the website. And more. So you have an event that you want to stream live on a secure platform, yours or theirs. No worries. Get them a call, 754-999-1140. That's 754-999-1140. Thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea is used a licensed massage therapist operating out of Broad County, North Miami-Dade and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you, bringing her table, her oils, and over 20 years massage therapy experience. Go ahead and give her a call and schedule your appointment today, 954-655-9000. That's 954-655-9000. You can also email her at theolator.att.net. She only has one request Outside of paying her that is And that is Please get off her table And go sleep somewhere else When she's done It's called the Kevin Stew Clause And you need to agree to it You don't have to agree to it Before she comes to you But It's usually Recommended you agree to it Before she leaves <laughs> I say thank you to Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global will act as your booking agents, handle your tour management, take every business registration, legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and so much more. Give me a call at 954-804-8199. Or check them out at reggaeglobal.com. Thank you, Reggae Global Entertainment. Now, when you contact them, just say, hey, listen, I heard about you on the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew, yeah? I say thank you to McNeil Trucking. With McNeil Trucking, your goods are in good hands. Get my girl today. You want to move from point A to point B, move some things into storage, don't have the manpower, don't have the transportation, no worries, you have the phone number. 954-406-9740. And you have the name, McNeil. Tell them Kevin Stew sent you. Numbers to call, numbers to text to get you in touch tonight. 773-789-STEW. The phone lines are always open. You can WhatsApp, you can Telegram. So wherever you are in the world, you can contact us. Live and in living color. 773-789-STEW is the number to call those of you watching live. Whether on KevinStew.com on any of the platforms there. Any of the mediums there. Yeah, there are two view- viewing mediums on KevinStew.com. 
at 773-789-STU. 773-789-7839. Those of you on YouTube live, much love to you. Hey, Miss Do. How do you do? Tonight in Real Talk, we try to figure out why people feel helpful. What, 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 what is that thing? Where they just want to go out and do something good for somebody, do something good for the for the community and a whole. This thing that is called pro-social behavior. What is that? According to Psychology Today, oh, thank you, Leon Caldero, track called Zaddy, uh, to kick us off tonight. Uh, according to Psychology Today. A new study published in the Journal of Current Opinion in Psychology explains why the noble act of sacrifice may have hidden negative costs for both its giver and its receiver in a romantic relationship. And according to the study, these costs may accumulate and cause bigger problems for the relationship in the future. But before we get there... What exactly is pro-social behavior? Let's start at that point. Because it is these pro-social behaviors that lead to this giving in a relationship. That could cause problems. I know some people's eyes are just going out of their heads right now. It's so wide. Yeah. Here's the thing. Pro-social behaviors are those intended to help other people. According to Very Well Mind, these actions are characterized by a concern for the rights, feelings, and welfare of other people. Behaviors that can be described as pro-social include feeling empathy and concern for others. Right, you know, that feeling you get when someone is going through something and you just you're hurting with them as they hurt and you want to help them and when when you can you give that helping hand yeah that kind of a thing now pro-social behavior includes a wide range of actions helping sharing comforting cooperating these all fall under that umbrella the term itself originated in the 1970s and was introduced by social scientists and and, and as an antonym for the term anti-social behavior. In addition to the obvious good that pro-social actions do for their recipients, the behaviors can have a range of beneficial effects for the helper, the person who is giving. There's, it has mood-boosting effects. And research has also shown that people who engage in pro-social behaviors are more likely to experience better moods. Not only that, people who help others tend to experience negative moods less frequently. Huh. Who'd have thunk it? There are also social support benefits. Having social support can be crucial for getting through difficult times. Research has shown that social support can be a powerful can have a powerful impact on many aspects of wellness, including reducing the risk of loneliness, alcohol abuse, and depression. 
well, I, I guess if you have social support, then you would have people around you, and that feeling of loneliness may go away. Because whereas you may not be alone, you could still very well be lonely. Pom pom pom. There, there are also stress-reducing effects. And research has found that engaging in pro-social behaviors helps mitigate the negative emotional effects of stress. Helping others may actually be a great way to reduce the impact of stress in your life. Now, while pro-social behavior is often presented as a single uniform dimension, some research suggests that there are different types these types are distinguished based on why they are produced and include proactive, reactive, and altruistic. Proactive being uh, pro-social actions that serve self-benefiting purposes. Your reactive are the actions that are performed in response to individuals' needs. And the altruistic include actions that are meant to help others without any expectations of personal gain. Where do you fall in these three categories? Does, does, does any of them describe who you are or what you would generally do? Hey, Kelly Ray, how are you? Um, he said, people pleaser. <laughs> um... Are they, are they, though, people who uh, en engage in pro-social behaviors? Are they people-pleasers? Would they fall under that category? Well, considering that it, it's broken up into three different types, your proactive, reactive, and altruistic, which ones would be the people-pleasers? So, I guess those would be the proactive ones the ones that have self-serving benefits researchers also suggest that these different types of pro-social behaviors are often likely to be motivated by differing forces for example proactive pro-social actions were found to often be motivated by status linked goals mm. things that relate to popularity within groups. Your altruistic pro-social behaviors, on the other hand, were more likely linked to being liked by peers and achieving shared goals. <laughs> Marlon, you're all of the above. <laughs> oh, you were that out. Uh, I, I guess no one. I guess depending on when you're doing what you're doing you'd fall into one of these categories at some point in time. Big ups to the Reggae Global Radio General Manager himself, Marlon Borrell, host of Real Rockers, and you can catch Marlon on Mondays and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Real Rockers. Follow him on social media. Check him out on Reggae Global Radio. The man is amazing. Talk about a walking, talking encyclopedia of musical information. Yeah, Marlon. Now, looking at pro-social behavior versus altruism, where, how do you 
since altruism is one of the 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 categories that fall under pro-social behavior how is it that you can compare the two altruism is often seen as a form of pro-social behavior but some experts suggest that they represent different concepts while pro-social behavior is seen as a type of helping behavior that ultimately confers some benefit to the self Altruism is viewed as a form of helping motivated purely out of concern for the individual in need. Others argue, however, that reciprocity actually does underline many examples of altruism or that people engage in such seemingly selfish behaviors for selfish reasons. For example, a person might engage in altruism to gain their claim of others or to feel good about themselves. Well, you know, here we go. Whenever the word selfish comes into play, I typically have something to say about that because I view being selfish a little bit differently from even the, the scholars. I view it more what is described as being selfish is more of being self absorbed or self-centered self-pleasing versus selfish because you really need to be selfish to make sure that you can give to others you have to you can't give up an empty cup right an empty vessel has nothing to give so if you don't take care of self and make sure that you have filled up or at least have something that you can give then of what use are you? When you go on a plane and a little bag drop from the roof, from the ceiling, because air pressure has changed and you need to have oxygen, then whose mask are you putting on first? The person next to you? So that you can pass out? And then you cannot help them? That's why you're told to put on yours first, because you cannot help if you're unconscious and need help yourself. See how that works? So you do need to be selfish. And as such, I view being selfish a little bit differently from how the scholars would. Well, that's just me though. I don't know if anybody else sails in my boat, but I'm fine sailing alone where that is concerned. Now, if you want to sail in another boat with me, I like company. I really do. I'm a social being. I really like company. Pro-social behavior has long posed a challenge to social scientists. Researchers seek to understand why people engage in helping behaviors that are beneficial to others, but costly to the individual performing the action. That has always puzzled me. And those of the Christian faith are all taught stories of Jesus being selfish and stories of God so loving the world that he gave his only son to die for us. And so, this would be the ultimate of pro-social behavior, right? You know, that, that, that self-sacrificing. But, is, is that 
what really needs to happen? Is that how we should really live? Anybody ever ask that question? Is is that really the right thing to do? Or is there a right thing as it relates to that? In some cases, including acts of heroism, people will even put their own lives at risk in order to help others. Mm, the martyrs among us. Even those who are complete strangers. Why would people do something that benefits someone else but others, but offers no immediate benefit to them, the doer? Why? Marlon, why do you do it? Anybody else that is listening in right now on any of the platforms, why would you do it? If you would, why did you do it if you did? 773-789-STU. 773-789-7839. Let me hear from you. Jump into the stew pot and, and, and put your, your response there. You know, it, I, I want to I hear from you guys. Psychologists suggest that there are a number of reasons why people engage in pro-social behavior. Their evolutionary influences, their personal benefits, their reciprocal behaviors, there is socialization. All of these are, are reasons psychologists have looked into or come up with when looking into why people engage in, so, in pro-social behavior. The first of them, evolutionary influences. Psychologists or evolutionary psychologists, to be specific, often explain pro-social behaviors in terms of the principles of natural selection. While putting your own safety in danger makes it less likely that you will survive to pass on your own genes, kin selection suggests that helping members of your own genetic family makes it more likely that your kin will survive and pass on genes to future generations. Researchers have been able to produce some evidence that people are often more likely to help those to whom they are closely related. Now, this closely related is not necessarily seen, well, I guess in psychology, it's not necessarily seen as your blood relatives, but those that you relate to the most so those that are a part of your circle so if you went to the same high school if you like the same colors if you have the same name things like that you know things that link you as individuals that now put you in an in group because as social beings, one of the things that, 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 that we tend to want to do is be a part of something. Even anti-social ones. <laughs> you know, they say they want to be by themselves, but still revel in the idea of sharing ideas of how to be alone. Well, as one of the antisocial behaviors. Marlon says, I have empathy for others and I tend to put myself in other situations and do what I would want someone to do for me if I were in that situation. I just don't like to see others struggle when I'm able to help. Do you know where that started though, Marlon? Do you know where and when? Was there something that triggered that for you? Was there a seed that was planted in you as you developed as a young man into adulthood? Or did you just 
wake up one day and say, boy, you know, I feel it for people. And if I can help them, I'm going to help them. You know, how, how, how did it manifest in you? And I really want people to, to, to look at that aspect of it for themselves. You know, if you're one who falls under this umbrella of being pro-social, you're a giver, you're a helper, you're whatever reason it is, or whatever thing would be used to describe you. Why? When did that start? Do you know? Can you trace back in your life to remember a moment when you weren't like that and then something happened and you became like that? Marlon says, I feel bad when I'm not able to help and that keeps me up at night. Well, you know, there are sleep aids, Marlon. <laughs> I'm saying, uh, of course. So, how, who else? Does, does, does anybody else feel affected when they're not able to help? We're going to take a quick little break. Uh, give you all a little moment to think about it. We're looking at pro-social behaviors tonight in real talk. And um, Martin says there, there was no particular situation that triggered that. I have been that way for as long as I can remember. What were those that nurtured you? What were they like? The, your oldest siblings... Your caregivers. Were they like that? Because we're I'm 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 trying to pinpoint what it is. If we're looking at nature or nurture as it relates to pro social behavior. In this particular case, Marlon, as 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 it relates to you, is it a nature or nurture thing? And anybody else that is listening in, think about it and just drop me a line. 773789 Stew. Put in the stew You don't have to register. You don't have to offer a firstborn, give an internal organ, nothing like that. You don't need a blood sacrifice. Just go to kevinstew.com and you're there. You can comment. You don't need to put your name. You can remain anonymous if you wish. Just comment there if you're shy. No need to be shy with me. You know, you're just talking with me. The, the eavesdroppers, you don't need to worry about them. It's just me. So we're going to take a quick little break. We're going to part company with those on uh, Facebook Live and those on Clubhouse. So you guys can use up the link. Come on over for the remainder of the broadcast. Those of you who are listening in on, on, on affiliate platforms, thank you very much. Truly appreciate all of you. Stick around. If you do want to comment, don't use those platforms because I won't see those messages. Come on over to kevinstew.com or use the phone number 773-789-STEW. Um, Kelly says, ever since I was a small child. So that, that that's... What has been again? Why, Kelly? What was what was the thing that made you be that way? Was it something that you saw as you were growing up, and 
then it resonated with you and you just picked up on that and went with it. Here we go. Marlon says, my mother is a giver. Other people around me were the opposite. Well, I know how close you are with, to your mother. So that would be that influence that you had. So, Kelly Ray, what was your influence? Marlon said it was his mom. What's your influence, Kelly Ray? And anybody else listening in? Miss Du, you know, where, where do you fall in this? Let me hear from you guys. We'll be right back after these messages. Come um, call a friend, tell a friend, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends and your enemies too, because this information is good for everybody. We're talking about pro-social behavior. And even if you do have enemies, they have pro-social behaviors too within their groups. Yeah? Cool. So go ahead and um, call them up. Send them a message. You don't even have to like them to do it. Just do it. And uh, do remember, uh, 44.31 says, I, I, I assume my mom. So your mother was the influencer that led you to be what? 44.31. What, 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 how do you identify as it relates to, to pro-social behavior or anti-social behavior? You know, which of the two resonates more with you doesn't mean that that is the thing that defines you but which of them resonates more with you it's it just felt normal since i was super young okay what just felt normal that's 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 a, that's what I'm, I'm trying to figure out um 44 31 Oh, okay. I got you. I, I know who you are now. <laughs> All right. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we talk some more. Do remember, visit the Mary Kay store. Which Mary Kay store? My Mary Kay store. I am an independent Mary Kay consultant. So come on over. Check out my store. Get something in there. It is marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stewart. And it's something, you can get something for men. You can get something for women because everybody has skin, right? For men, there's beard care. There's fragrances. There's some face care in there too, just for men. And of course, for the ladies, you have endless amounts of products to choose from. But everybody has skin and I, I got into it for the skincare. So jump on in, support my business, support me, support my family by doing so. Ladies, you can also get this nice skin balancing cream. For those of you who don't really not really into the makeup things, even if you are, it's a beautiful product. It works amazingly. And uh, this picture of my friend right here is a real picture of her. She does have blemishes on her face. And if you look closely, you will see some blemishes, but they're faded out using just a little bit of this CC cream. So you can find that on marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew. Check it out. If you can't remember that website, that web link, no worries. Go to kevinstew.com. There's a link to my Mary Kay page right there. Just click on it and it takes you over. All right, cool. Quality Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. 
a new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one get one free or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music or a voiceover or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV, part of Pulse Media Group. I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser. Today in school, in math, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, in biology, I learned that I'm pathetic in a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trash. Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today... The only thing I didn't learn today... The only thing I didn't learn... Is why no one ever helps. Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. Reggae Global Entertainment presents the brand new self-titled album from Yishka with nine great songs. Oh, baby, let me love you. Oh, baby. Be grateful for life. Be grateful for life. Shake you down. Girl, I want to shake you What else can I do? Babe, come over. My, my, my. It's our time. For your love. I'm falling. Yishka. Nine great songs. Available on all streaming platforms. Available now. Hey, I'm representing for DJ Kevin's Jew. Working on the night shift. The night shift radio show. Won't go changing like the weather. Just to please the devil never. Will DJ Kevin's Jew sell his soul? That's a word and honor. It's Christine to represent him. Word and honor, Celestia DJ Kelly's Be grateful for a life and give thanks for each day. The sound of Yishka that you're here. bring us back from the break. 
be grateful for From the album Yishka Thanks for each it's Real Talk right here on the night of DJ Kevin Steve. If you're just joining us, welcome to the broadcast. If you have been with us, then you know what we're talking about. It is pro-social behavior. What is that? Uh, something that was coined, uh, it's a phrase that was, or a term that was coined back in the 70s, 1970s, to, as, an, as an antonym for antisocial behavior. So these would then be the quote-unquote good guys. <laughs> right because this is the positive side of things versus the antisocial which is uh, not so tend to be the not so positive side not to say that antisocial people are inherently bad and pro-social are are inherently good just the types of things that they do the question was posted in in the stew part is it possible that some incarcerated people are pro-social um i would say absolutely as a matter of fact i believe that some people are incarcerated because of their pro-social behavior <laughs> yeah i'll let that sink in for a moment not everybody in prison is in prison because they are just bad people you have good people in in prison that did something good for possibly the wrong reason and it landed them in prison. How about that? In continuing, looking at the reasons why people engage in pro-social behavior. So you have your evolutionary influences. Then you have personal benefits. Pro-social behaviors are often seen as being compelled by another by a number of factors, including egotist, e sorry, egoistic reasons, doing things to improve one's self-image, reciprocal benefits, which is doing something nice for someone so that they may one day return the favor, and more altruistic reason, reasons, performing actions purely out of empathy. For another individual. Marlon says this is where he typically falls. In the altruistic. But he identifies with all the areas. Now there's also reciprocal behavior. And the norm of reciprocity. Suggests that when people do something helpful for someone else. The person feels compelled to help out in return. Do unto others as you'd like them to do unto you, kind of a thing. The norm developed, evolutionary scientists suggest, because people who understood that helping others might lead to reciprocal kindness were more likely to survive and reproduce. So, pay it forward. I do it for you. You don't have to do it back for me, you know. Do it for someone else. Because someone did it for you. Hel hence, typically... Being, building a better community. Oh, you meant um, incarnated. All right. As in the spirit of the person lives on, like reincarnation. Is, is that the incarnated that you're referring to? 4432? 
I'm just asking. Um, bup, 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 where was I? So the the so that's the reciprocal behavior, right? Cool. Now socialization. Um, comment here. What if it's just someone's nature that they came that they come into this planet being that way? Okay. So before I get into socialization, now we're looking at individuals as energy, which we, if by now everybody would have heard that energy cannot be created nor destroyed, so it only changes form. And as such, because we are energy, which is one of the reasons why you, we, we, our heart stops, we get electrocuted as a means to stimulate that our brain sends messages to, to our limbs our our nerves pass on messages by way of electrical impulses we are energy and so when our physical form dies what happens to that energy since energy cannot be created nor destroyed that energy must continue so so say some people are incarnated and as such so the energy flow continues and as such some people are just born to be that way i believe that too is possible hey listen the foundation of it is energy and for those that say you die that's the end of you. Nothing lives on. Well, how do you explain the child that grows up apart from one of their parents, but yet still their behaviors are just like that parent? Their mannerisms. That is what? You're going to say okay that is dna but it is mannerisms it's, it's it's how they behave which generally we associate with nurturing they see it they witness it from someone else so they adopt that but this individual whom they act like is not in the picture so how do they end up acting like this individual in without a transference of energy see we look at it, reincarnation typically in the form of someone passing away and coming back in another lifetime versus just the next generation the offspring we we, we tend to look past that for some reason but now you get to think about it. There is socialization as the third reason why people engage in, in, in pro-social behavior. And in many cases, such behaviors are fostered during childhood and adolescence as, as adults encourage children to share, act kindly, 
and help others, which is what we were talking about. The nurturing part. Hence the question, you know, could it be that some people are just born that way? Yeah. And that is then, it could be fostered as the child grows. Someone could try to break it out of them, but fails as that child grows. That too is possible. But yes, I believe that as energy, we end up being incarnate. Yes. Um, characteristics of the... Oh, the bystander effect. I don't know if, how many of you have are familiar with the by, bystander effect. And it's, it's one of the most interesting things that I had come across in social psychology. Now, characteristics... Of, of of this situation can be can also have a powerful impact on whether or not people engage in pro-social actions. And the bystander effect is one of the most notable examples of how the situation can impact helping behaviors. The bystander effect refers to the tendency for people to become less likely to assist a person in distress when there are a number of other people also present. Sounds weird, right? Yeah, the individuals, one looking on expecting that someone else is going to do because that other person may be more qualified than... Yeah. So there's a story. And and I'm actually going to get to that story in or a bit of that story in, in this information that I'm relaying to you. It, it blew my mind when I first heard it. If you drop your purse, as an example, if you drop your purse, wallet, whatever, and several items fall out on the ground, the likelihood that someone will stop and help you to, to, to pick, up, pick them up decreases if there are many other people present. The same sort of thing can happen in, in, in cases where someone is in serious danger, like a car accident. And witnesses might assume that since there are so many other people present, someone else will, would have already called for help or tr will try to help. There's the 1964 murder of a young woman named Kitty Genovese. And this spurred much of the interest and research on the bystander effect. She was attacked late at night near her apartment, but no one contacted authorities during the attack. They heard her screams. They knew this woman was being attacked. Later on, research demonstrated that many of the neighbors may not have had a clear view of what was happening, which explained why no one tried to intervene or contact the police. However, the crime still spurred an abundance of research on the bystander effect and pro-social behavior. Then there's other influences of, on pro-social behavior. And research on the, the bystander effect resulted in a better understanding of why people help in some situations but not in others. 
Experts have discovered that a number of different situational variables that contribute to and sometimes interfere with pro-social behaviors. There was one other situation, one other scenario that, that I had come across as I did my social psychology studies. And it was the story of these individuals on a bridge with it involved road rage if my memory serves me correctly now this man was attacking this woman and there were people there and everybody looked on as the man attacked this woman basically saying oh someone else would is gonna go and help her and nobody did bystander effect So, some of the variables, the situational variables that could affect pro-social behaviors include fear of judgment or embarrassment, believe it or not. People sometimes fear leaping to assistance only to discover that their help was unwanted or unwarranted. In order to avoid being judged by other bystanders, people simply take no action. But here's the thing. With taking no action, they run the risk of being judged anyway for not taking action. It's just that they're now in a position to say, but you didn't take action either. Then there is how other people respond. People also tend to look at others or to look to others for how to respond in such situations, particularly in the, if the event contains some level of ambiguity. If no one else seems to be reacting, then individuals become less likely to respond as well. There's a study that was done as it relates to groupthink. And so these individuals about five or six of them, and they're shown these cue cards with some things that are one thing that is correct and some others that are obviously incorrect. And the first round, everybody answered individually going down the line um, correctly. The next round, they were instructed to answer just a couple of people were instructed to answer incorrectly. Then everybody was instructed to answer in incorrectly. And one person who was not instructed to answer incorrectly slowly conformed to the group, answering incorrectly to the obviously correct answer. So it's, it's all a part of this socialization, this the fact that we are social beings and so here the bystander effect we're looking on at others around us expecting someone else to do something also the other side of it doing what the others are doing so that we are a part of that group because again as social beings it's an in-group kind of a thing you want to be 
a part of a group. You want to feel like you belong. You step out and do something different from someone else and you, don't, you no longer belong. Only a few people can, can comfortably do that for whatever reason. Maybe I should look into that too. Those that swim against the green. Uh, again, or swim against the current. Um, don't quite move with the crowd kind of a thing. Then there's a number of people that are present that affect the bystander effect. The more people who are around, the less personal responsibility people feel in a situation. And this is known as the diffusion of responsibility. So the more people you are around, the, 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 the more that responsibility can be spread among the group. And so it, it, it takes something away from that individual, the self. It takes away some of that responsibility. But if we all understand that we have a role to play, if we all understand, it's like, it's like the, 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 the analogy of the bundle of, of, of matches. You take one match and you just beep, snap it. No problems. You take a bundle, a handful of those same type of matches. Snap that. Do it the same way with two fingers. There's strength in numbers. So, in the very same way, you have the diffusion of responsibility. The same way that the bunch of matchsticks get strength. So now that one match is saying... I have strength in all of these. I don't need, the same way they're saying, I don't need to be the only one to light this fire. Diffusion of responsibility. I don't need to do anything here because all these people are not doing anything. I thought they would do it. I thought they would do it. I, I, you know, I, I don't know what skill set they have. They might know something more about the situation that, than I did. I just came along and saw them. So if they didn't do anything and I came along and saw them, then why am I going to do something? And all of these questions come into play and are used as justifiable excuses. We're going to take another break. Those of you just tuning in, we're looking at pro-social behavior. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more. Because how then does one take action when it comes to things like this? As according to Very Well Mind, we're going to look at how to take action. All right? And it involves five simple things. Real quick. Five. And we'll get some more look some more into pro-social behavior and we're going to go to where we started where this pro-social behavior how it could possibly do more harm than good because according to psychology today in a in an article just this week relationship sacrifices though noble can have heavy psychological costs because these sacrifices aren't always worth making. Which ones would those be? Have you made any such sacrifice in your relationship? Hmm. 
something to think about, isn't it? We'll be right back after these messages. Matthew 28:19 says, "Go ye therefore and teach all nations." With this in mind, and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, The Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links www.dahchurchlinx.com Your links to worship and praise. Making great music is one thing, sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. Teddy Greaves Jr. with six brand new songs out now on his brand new EP, Teddy Greaves Jr. with songs you know and love like Can You Stop the Rain? One Last Cry. Can't get over you. Wait too long. You and I. You and I. And one last cry, the acoustic version. Teddy Greaves Jr. Now available on all major digital platforms. Teddy Greaves Jr. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse eMedia Group has the tools you need. Weddings, birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse eMedia Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse eMedia Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Hey yo, this is Carman to let you know that right about now you are logged on to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. The son of Teacher D bringing us back from the break. The track called Golden Rule. It's the rules. Hey, 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 money control. We grew up knowing the golden rule to be do unto others as you would like them to do unto you, right? Teacher D says, the man with the gold makes the rules. So it's different depending on where you live, what side of the tracks you, you, you come from, you know, your social standing. 
before we look at the whole pro-social behavior in relationships, researchers have suggested that there are five key things that must happen in order for a person to take action. One, they must notice what is happening. Two, they must interpret the event as an, as an emergency. Three, they must experience feelings of responsibility. Four, they must believe they have the skills to help. And five, they must make a conscious choice to offer assistance. Now, making that conscious choice to do something takes us back to, is it going to be altruistic? Is it going to be reactive? Or is it going to be proactive? <laughs> Which, where, where now do these actions fall? Because you, you can't really separate them. <laughs> you know, you, you're looking at the action, you're going to put it in some kind of category because at the end of it all, the individual, how they react to, to their recognizing their response may be of, of, of a telltale sign then of why they did what they did. Now, with it being honorable, to put aside one's own self-interest because of a partner. So you're in a relationship with someone and you put aside your self-interest. The whole idea of that research shows there is a difficult aftermath for both the giver and the recipient of that type of action. As, as according to psychologist Francesca Rigetti. Now, Rigetti's research assessed sacrifice in relationships from four uh, different aspects by analyzing the results of more than 80 previous studies. The aspects were willingness to sacrifice, the act of sacrifice, satisfaction with sacrifice, and the cost of the sacrifice. The researchers found relationship sacrifice to be an exceptionally costly pro-social behavior. The giver experiences low, lower well-being after sacrificing, and the recipient starts having mixed feelings about the sacrifice and the partner. On the one hand, the receiver gets, feels grateful. They feel loved and accepted, but they also feel guilty and in debt and we know that having mixed feelings is not good for relationships according to Rigetti now sacrifice works differently compared to other pro-social behaviors in that it involves giving up one's own preferences or goals for others when people engage in other pro-social behaviors they usually don't need to give up something that they would rather not or they would rather keep. Sacrifice is costly because it requires one to give up their own preferences and goals. Focusing on these costs appears to be 
especially detrimental for the giver's well-being and for the relationship. So that individual that says, no, I, you don't love me unless you, you, you're willing to give me your last. You know, you're eating that meal that you love so much and I ask you for that last bite. You should be able to give it to me because you love me. But at what cost? Because you love me, you should have never asked me for that last piece. How about that thought? Now everybody starts getting up in arms about, oh, so it's a tit for tat. No! It's not a tit for tat. It's a think this thing through. Another crucial finding of Rigetti's study was that women were especially likely to experience lower well-being after having sacrificed. Does that mean that women are less likely to sacrifice? While the reasons for this tendency are still being studied, Rigetti gives us this tentative explanation. You ready for it? Grab your pens and papers. And... If not, don't worry. The podcast will be there in the morning. You can go to kevinstew.com and listen to it again or watch it again. Up to you. We think that it may be that women may sacrifice more in their relationship and that because of gender roles, they're also expected to sacrifice more and they do not receive as much appreciation and validation as men for their sacrifices. In sum, or to summarize... They may especially experience the costs and very little of the benefits. All things considered, Rigetti warns that viewing sacrifice as an inherently negative or positive behavior may not be useful because in most relationships, sacrifices are inevitable. What one can change, however, is the way they appraise the nature and necessity of a particular sacrifice. If you are grappling with sacrifice in your own relationship, here's some advice that Rigetti gives. One, change what you focus on. If you focus on what you have lost after a sacrifice, you are more likely to experience lower personal well-being and relationship satisfaction. So you are encouraged so look at the bright side of the sacrifice. Looking at how happy your partner is or what you or they can learn from this sacrifice or feeling proud of being such a generous person. Look, so one of those, take away one of those positive things versus the loss. Reconsider the need to sacrifice is something else to consider. Sometimes sacrifices are necessary to maintain a relationship. However, there are times when they can be avoided through contingency plans and a little bit of adjustment. As an explanation, Rigetti gives the example of moving due to a partner's career opportunity or a partner wanting to spend a weekend with their, with their parents. In the first situation, either they sacrifice their career opportunity or the partner moves with them. In the second, sacrifice is not necessary. If one partner wants to spend a weekend with their parents and the other doesn't, then just do that. Spend the weekend separately. 
one goes with the parent and the other one stays. Boom, problem solved. No stress. Ultimately, couples need to navigate these situations and decide when it is necessary that one of them sacrifices and when it is possible for each of them to pursue their preferences independently while remaining joyful afterwards. You see, one of the things that, that people tend to enter into relationships with is the concept of you complete me. And that can be a bit dangerous because it removes individuality from the relationship. If they were to change that one word, complete, and replace it with complement, now that changes the whole dynamic. Because you recognize the individuality of the individual is still the, of, of, of the in the relationship that makes the relationship happen. You, you, it's not going to be something that you want to have unless if you're just doing it with yourself. That's why you have connected with someone else. So in this connection, you need to recognize that that other person is just that, their own person. And so are you. Don't lose yourself in the relationship thinking that now you are one and you should do everything as one together. And you should always agree that is not going to happen. What builds a relationship is how you navigate those situations when you don't agree. How do you move forward from that? When you don't share the same goals at that particular point in time, or you don't share the same views on that issue. Your ability to navigate that de determines how strong your relationship will be. Recognizing that who you were when you entered into this relationship, even after you have navigated that situation, you are not that same person anymore because you have learned something. And each time you learn something, you grow. Now remember, once you stop learning, then you have gotten to a state of stagnancy. Anything that is stagnant is dead. Think about it. So, do you want your relationship to be, to be stagnant? Because now it's comfortable, you don't need to do any more work, you can just lay back and enjoy it. That's not how relationships work, though. And it doesn't really matter what the type of relationship. It could be your, your, your siblings, it could be your neighbor down the street, it could be your romantic partner. I don't care. The fundamentals remain the same. You're going to be growing. You're going to be evolving. And you may end up growing apart. Ooh. Now, Kevin is talking about something that shouldn't happen. Why should people who have entered into this relationship end up growing apart? What kind of thing is that? Are you saying that people are so to go into relationships only for it to end? Everything must come to an end at some point. But no, I'm not saying that they're to go into it to end, for it to end. They're to go into it expecting that it can end. But wanting for it to continue. And as such, this is where the work comes in. Now, I am not going to be working on my partner. And I don't expect my partner to be working on me. We, I expect to be working on me and my partner to be working on themselves. And together, 
we work on the relationship as a result of that because now we end up sharing of with each other and in that sharing my partner can say hey here is something that happened with us and this is how i felt about it it could be good bad or indifferent but this is how they felt about it and now we can talk about this and we can strategize and find ways to build on that it's the same thing the same concept that you take into business partnerships hey this is the goal that we are trying to accomplish how are we going to get there does it sound like the same romantic relationship relate that that, that that romantic partnership now how different from a business partnership does its own it's not very different it's just approached differently and so the businessman that is always failing in his businesses doesn't he run the risk of always failing in his romances or the businesswoman I'm, I'm not just going to limit it to being men because it happens with the women too. And sometimes I, 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 I talk with these women that ask the question, you know, why, 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 why don't I have someone? Why can't I find someone? Why can't? Okay. What have you done as it relates to yourself? What kind of relationship do you have with yourself? How much do you love you? Can you recognize when someone else is showing you that kind of love? Can you tell someone how you want to be loved? And find out if they are capable of giving you that kind of love. And, and ask of them to be respectful enough and honest enough to say whether or not they can. Because you might look like the bomb diggity, but your 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 personality just sucks to that individual now remember to every individual who was a horrible partner they have a great partner or they have been a great partner to someone else so that was probably just your experience and so th this is the, the, the ebb and flow of life. And th the, it, it happens with pro-social behaviors. How so? Well, the one who wants to give off themselves to make sure that others are in a better position. You see how it comes back to the relationship, that romantic relationship? Because... You and I are in a relationship, in a romantic relationship. And I do this broadcast three nights a week. And here comes one night when there's the opportunity to go to dinner somewhere that you wanted to go. There was some discount, special discount or whatever. And it was just that night. But it is my broadcast night. And you know how I feel about my broadcast. And I give up my broadcast for the night to go with you because you wanted this. 
where do I put place my focus? Is it that I was just such a great partner that I could sacrifice my broadcast, which I love so much, for you? And should I see that as a sacrifice? Or should I see the opportunity to spend this time that would not normally happen? Should that be the takeaway? Where should the emphasis go? Based on what we have learned tonight as it relates to pro-social behavior and relationships, if you focus on, if I focus on the sacrifice, if we both focus on the sacrifice of me giving up the broadcast just to go out with you, what will happen is that I will start to feel resentful that I, I gave up the night just for this. If you don't make me feel good about it, that possibility exists. And then you will start feeling bad too because imagine you made me give up a night just to come out here and we didn't enjoy the food. Now you start to feel guilty. See how pro-social behavior can end up being a negative thing in relationships. Too much of anything can be a bad thing. Which is why everything has its yin and its yang. You can't really get away from it. For, so for those who never really stopped to look at pro-social behavior and what it is, here's your introduction. Here is something to think about when it comes to pro-social behavior versus antisocial behavior. And I'm trying to remember, did I ever look at antisocial? I think I did. Now that, now that we're talking, and I meant to check it out earlier and I didn't. But if I didn't, that is where we're going to go next. And uh, anti-social behavior. Since we looked at pro-social behavior, might as well, right? It only stands to reason. But if I did before, I'll add it as a card on this broadcast. So you can refer to that after reviewing this one. I want to thank you guys. <laughs> for sharing thank you for your input those of you who have been in, in the stew pot bubbling up and and, and adding spice to the broadcast those of you who have sent me sending me messages I, I i i appreciate love it thank you for taking the time out to be a part of this some of you have sacrificed sleep time for it some of you are in different time zones so it's still early yet it all works out and some, it's so early that <laughs> people don't expect to be awake. But still, you are here. And I just want you to know that I truly appreciate of it. But we're going to jump into musical therapy right about now. And I hope you enjoy it as much as I do. Those of you who normally check me out on a Saturday, do remember the Saturday still comes up at, seven, at 8 p.m on Reggae Global Radio, also on the Foundation Radio Network. Thank you, Mr. Lindsay, for taking me there also. So the, the week continues. The broadcasts continue. Do check out 
the other broadcasts on, on the various platforms. Don't just be partial to me, although I don't mind. And if you know someone with a business and looking to advertise, tell them to give me a call. 773-7892. Advertising spots are available. There's You can sponsor the whole broadcast if you wish. There's advertising available on the website. Just contact me. We can talk about it and I can sh- send my advertising schedule. All right? Cool. Musical therapy time. Kicking it off, Coric. Track called I'll Be Here. I just want to express that you guys make me right. And thank you for doing so. As we part company, I do want to remind you to look out for members of your community. And to remember that your community is not just the development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. So those that you pass on the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride, or drive, do something good for one of them today. Because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is DJ Kevin Stewart, so I like to do it to you, for you, and with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Right here, 10 p.m. KevinStew.com and Affiliates. I want to say thank you to my affiliates for tonight, too. You made me Excuse me. NIE Radio. The Foundation Radio Network. ClintonLindsay.com. Reggae Pulse Radio. PEMGTV.com. Zeno FM. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Do remember... So join me on Saturday for the Saturday Stew on Reggae Global Radio at 8 p.m. And thank you also to my segment sponsor for this segment, McNeil Trucking. McNeil Trucking, your goods are in good hands. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world from right here in South Florida. I wish you a good night. Be good. If you can't be good, be good at it. Love you, cuz. Much love to you all. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment. <laughs>